Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about God thinking this morning. Amen. We all think, don't we? Well, most of the time. Sometimes, sometimes I choose not to, but <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your your instruction, your leading, your guiding, all that's within that word. It's actually, it is life to us in, in your word, Lord, and we thank you for it. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you come to reveal that word to us, to you show us in depth what our Father is saying to us through his word. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for you are the word. We give you the glory, the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to start out in 2 Corinthians 4.13. And again, it's God thinking, okay? That's what we're going to be talking about. Do you ever think God ever had, has, has had or will have a negative thought? He can. It's impossible for him. It's impossible for him to have a negative thought. Uh, he sees what's going on in the world. But he doesn't let it affect him because where he's at, okay? And that's why he's given us his word that we can take that word. We can restore our soul. We can renew our mind to the fact of his word and that everything he says is good and it is true. And he will perform it on our behalf. But we do know that the world is bombarding us with, for the lack of a better word, garbage, okay? And, and that has a tendency sometimes if we let it get in there and take hold, it has a tendency to take our thought realm into the garbage or the ditch, so to speak, okay? And it's something that we need to do, and it is so important. People think, well, you know, uh, I, I'm okay. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> if you don't think like God, you're not okay. And I know we all don't think like God. Amen? We have thoughts like God, of God's thoughts sometimes, but we all do not think all the time like God thinks. Like I said about the storm, you know, we pray over the weather. When I get to the point that I am as good as Jesus, then I'll stop the storm right where it is. But I'm not to that point, but that is where we endeavor to be because that's what God has called us to do. He's called us to walk into the image, the nature, and the character of himself and his his son Jesus and with the Holy Spirit and that's our goal and that's where we need to be headed and your thought life needs to be changed for us to get there amen amen all right second Corinthians 4 13 it says and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written I believed and therefore I spoke we also believe and therefore we speak Okay, we speak what we believe. And if somebody tells you something, that's something that they believe. Or if they don't speak, you won't know what they believe. You'll have to ask them and get them to talk to you to know what they believe, okay? And what we believe will affect what we speak. Amen? If we believe wrong, we will speak wrong. You know, that's just like a hypochondriac, okay? They're always talking about how sick they are. And usually, they're always sick. Or they're always dealing with something, okay? 
So it's important that we, that we think the right things. Whatever we speak out of our spirit has to go through our soul and our mind to come out our mouth. As Pastor Yaron's grandma always told her, everything that runs through your mind does not need to run out your mouth. You need to put a filter on it or you need to renew it. Which means that when we believe, we think, and then we speak. You know, it's no different than when you're on the road driving and people driving in front of you and you're thinking, boy, they don't know how to drive. <laughs> and usually, usually you'll say something about it, but nonetheless, that, you know, that's just one of them. We can have the right things in our spirit, but in our thinking we meditate on the wrong things. Now we all know we're all born again, so we know we have the right things in it. Our, our spirit is born again, and the Word of God is in there, but it's still got to get over that bridge. It's got to get from that bridge of your your soul into your mouth and that's where we need to think and meditate on those things. It's important that we do it. What we think are the things which come out of our mouth and we know uh, that the word says that God in Christ has forgiven you and you know sometimes it's hard to forgive people because we haven't taken on that character and that thought in that realm and it is. I mean I'm, I know we all deal with it because we're all in the flesh. So we know we deal with it. Some of us are in a better position than others, but we all deal with it, okay? He tells us we should forgive, but then someone comes along and hurts your feelings again. And then you're right back there. That's why we need to get our minds renewed. You know, nobody can actually hurt you unless you let them. Words can fall to the ground or they can go into your, into your ear and cause trouble with you, but it's, you know, they're not... It's not, they're not out to hurt you, okay? The words cannot hurt you. Okay? That's right. So we need to meditate not on the things we hear from the world or from other people, but we need to meditate on the Word of God, what Jesus spoke to us and what, what the Word tells us, okay? We must think right to speak right. Amen? We have to think right to speak right. And you know, if we have a problem with that sometimes, get your little notepad and just write down what you're speaking. Go through a day, write down what you say. And then at home, when you get home that night, take a look at it and see. And that'll let you know what's on the inside. And you know, with all, that, with all that's went on here in the last month or so, there's some ugly stuff floating around out there and, and you can take it if you let yourself, but it's important that we don't. It's important that we stay straight. We know what the Word of God says about God did not bring the hurricane, okay? I do not care what anybody says. He didn't. Actually, He can't. He couldn't do that because of His character and His nature. Amen? Because He loves people too much. So we just need to make sure and watch and, you know, be careful about what you think. Therefore, you can be careful about what you speak. And like, I, like your own grandma said, filter it before it comes to your mouth and you might not want to let it out. Because that's what James talks about. It puts, it puts nature on its course. And that's where we want to be careful. We don't realize how powerful our words are. But when they get inside you, just like cliches, when they get inside you, when they get to your spirit and, and you meditate on them and think about them, might not happen the first time, second time, third time, maybe the hundredth time. But eventually, it's going to happen, okay? It's going to happen. 
That's why it's so bad about taking a doctor's report about your family. Okay, well, grandpa had this, dad had this. I'm going to have, no, no, we don't take that. We take what the Word of God says that tells us by Jesus' stripes we have been healed and made whole. Amen. And those are the thoughts, you know, we all have them. Okay? We have them for whatever reason. We all come from families and, you know, my mom was a godly, godly woman, but she didn't know what I know. Okay? Or she would have put it in me. And then I wouldn't have to deal with it as much as I do. But she didn't. So nonetheless, I'm going to deal with it. I would still have to deal with it. It's, it's up to the indiv individual person to deal with it. Okay? You have to deal with it. It's your life. Nobody else can fix it for you. You have to make the choice, hook up with the Word of God, and go in the direction God wants you to so you can get it straightened out. Amen? Is my life perfect? Far from it. Okay, I've got a lot of stuff I'm, I'm wanting to straighten out. Okay, But it's being consistent. It's being diligent. Spending time in the Word. Spending time in the Holy Spirit. Knowing what God's thoughts are about that situation so that you can take hold of it. We need to be in control of our lives. There's enough people out there that aren't. So we need to be, okay? Because the earth has been left for us, the body of Christ. We are the ones that have the authority. We are the ones that need to step up, take our responsibility. As crazy as they are out there, we still need to do what we're called to do. Amen? Amen. And you probably won't get a thank you from them, but God appreciates it, okay? Let's take a look at Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. That's one of our favorite scriptures, isn't it? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. We know that God is able to do it. Amen. He's able to do anything. <laughs> but he's limited in our life according to what we speak and our asking. Okay. We limit ourselves. Our asking is limited to our thinking. Okay. There's th the the world will tell you that's impossible. That's impossible. That can't happen. Okay? Uh, my family w didn't even ever believe that Pastor Ellen's shoulder was a miracle. But it was a miracle. Okay? It was. I saw it with these eyes, and I know exactly what it looked like when she fell, and I knew exactly what it looked like when we took her back to the doctor for the last time. And it was, but did my family? No, they didn't, okay? That would limit their thinking if something happened to them, and it did with my, even with my brother-in-law and with my sister, okay? Neither one of them could overcome that, the thing that they were dealing with, not that they, but if you don't believe God can do it, and you're not thinking and asking and talking and, and thinking about him doing it, he can't do it. You never ask for what you haven't thought of first. If you want a drink of water, you ask for a drink of water, don't you? Because you're thirsty, most likely. My thinking can hinder me from receiving what I should have. Assumption and presumption are enemies to thinking to the Word of God. Okay? I'm going to assume this. No, 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 no. You don't assume anything, and you don't presume anything. We need to know exactly what the Word of God says. 
I can assume God is good, but I better know God is good if I'm in an instance where I need His mercy and His loving kindness. Amen? We assume and presume much about one another and, and really know no, nothing about, you know. I don't know a whole lot about your personal lives, okay? And I wouldn't know unless you come and talk to me about it. But people just say, well, they'll be okay. Well, will, will they? You know, that might be something, you know, we need to let them talk to us about. Amen? Because of our thinking, we speak either in agreement with God's word or contrary to his word. And that's an important thing. We can think that God won't do what he said he would for me. Therefore, we begin to meditate on that thought instead of the thought that he will do it. Now, he said he will do and perform his word every time. He doesn't miss a lick. If somebody doesn't get something, it's not on God's side. And that's what people have a problem, okay? We've got friends that tell us, oh, no, they were in faith. If they were in faith, they would still be alive, okay? It's that simple. And I know that's ugly to have to tell somebody, but you need to tell them the truth. If they were in faith, they would still be here. It's that simple. It's not hard. It's hard for them to grasp it because they haven't stayed in God's word. They haven't meditated on his word. They haven't spoke his word. And that person that is gone probably hadn't done it either. Okay? It's that simple. And I know, you know, especially if you're messing with somebody's family, don't dare talk about their family. Holy cow. Been there, done that, and regretted it many times. <clears throat> really? <laughs> we need to start speaking the things that God can, He will, do according to what we think and ask. We need to get our thinking right, and it needs to go in God's direction. Then we will be asking right, okay? If I want a Coca-Cola, I don't ask you for a glass of water, do I? I probably wouldn't ask you for a Coca-Cola either because I don't drink them, but let's just say iced tea in my case, okay? I would ask you for an iced tea rather than a water if I wanted iced tea. I wouldn't ask you for water, and that is not correct asking. And that's basically what we do with, with God. We don't ask correctly. And uh, that's pretty much, if you get something that you didn't ask for, it's because you didn't ask correctly. Amen? It happens in the restaurants, don't it? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Probably more, more, more now than before, before the storm, but yeah. <laughs> if we want to have God's outcome in our life, it has to start with our thinking. The Word says, if I confess my sins, He's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. But if you think I'm not worthy, you're going to have a problem. Amen? We need to quit thinking fleshy. We need to think on our spirit, the real being, that that man has been restored. That man has been redeemed. He's been forgiven. And God just tells us. And I think, I think, I can't say this for sure, but I think he wants us to come so we know where we're at when we talk to him and ask him for forgiveness for things that we've done. I think he wants us to know where we're at. And we need to know that he is the one that we need to come to. He is the one. I mean, we've all, it's already been forgiven. Outside of you not making Jesus Lord, it says all your sins have already been forgiven. 
He just wants you to know about them, okay? And then he can fine-tune us. It's no different than children growing up. Well, you need to do this. If they don't do it, then, you know, they don't get their allowance or whatever. But he wants us to know so that he can teach us and train us to be more like him, to walk in that character. And you know what it says in Peter that he's given us all those uh, great and precious promises so that in the bottom line is so that we can step into his character and nature. He knows how to get us to where we need to be. It's just we need to get our thinking straight so that we can get there. I mean, it's no different than, <laughs> this is, I don't know, hopefully it's not a bad example, but it's no different than you training a pet. You give them a treat when they do the trick, and it's no different with God with his promises with us. Not that we're animals, okay, we're his children, but it is no different. He's wanting to train us to be able to step into his character and his nature yeah when we get to that point we won't need all those things we'll just be able to do it and that's basically stepping up and taking your responsibility of who you are okay and who he's called us to be you don't think jesus didn't step up his step up to his responsibility sure he did was it a growing thing sure it was he was no different than us he was no different than us and it's important that at least we will tell ourselves we need to do this because, okay? Not because of the promise, but because of who we are. Amen? And we won't have the outcome if we don't confess our sins, okay? But you need to know who you are. And that's the other thing. When you get into the Word of God, you can find out who you are. You can find out who God thinks you are, okay? He thinks very highly of his children. I mean very highly of his children. And for people to say that God doesn't love me, no, 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 no. Even the sinner he loves. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. Right. Amen. And a lot of people, a lot of, and I don't do it all the time, but a lot of people don't stop and think what Jesus went through. Not just the last week of his life. How about from when he was born to when he went there. He had to walk perfectly. He had to know that, and he had to walk perfectly for us. I missed that mark by a long shot a long time ago. <laughs> it's a negative word because of the devil, or a negative world because of the devil, and that's why you hear the negative stuff. I mean, that's all he's got is a big mouth. That's all he's got. And that's why we need to keep our mouth move, moving in reference to his mouth just as Jesus did. Jesus gave us the example where he was tempted. He spoke the word back to him. When the word's alive, you can speak it back. If it's not, you need to get it alive. You need to meditate on it. And that's why it's so important that we, that we do and teach on the things that we do and teach on so that we can step into that life. It is a higher life. Amen. Romans 10, 17. <clears throat> Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay. We know what comes to us when we hear words. We know it's either going to be faith or it's going to be fear. And that's your choice. Okay. Knowledge comes. Information comes. What if my thoughts tell me something different 
then I hear the word if it's a different thought than what the word says. That's when we need to change our thinking, isn't it? We need to make the decision. You're going to have to make the decision. Which knowledge am I going to lean to? Knowledge of his word that I heard or the knowledge that my mind has? <clears throat> you know, we've been taught well on the mind. It's, it's a place to store stuff, but it's not a place to withdraw stuff from. We need to store the word in it and get it renewed so that it can <clears throat> function in your life and help you get through this life in one piece. Our thoughts are contrary to the word. That's why we have to renew our mind with God's word or his thoughts. Okay? God's words are his thoughts. So, you know, people say, well, I don't know what God's thinking. No, get in his word and you will know what he's thinking. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's important. His word will develop faith. Other words will develop fear, doubt, unbelief. That's something we can't afford. You can't afford that in this day and time. It's not going to get any better until Jesus returns, okay? We, you know, that's just something you might as well just deal with right now. As bad as it is now, it's not going to get any better, okay? It's probably going to grow pro progressively worse in the world, but the kingdom of God is going to always increase, okay? It's an ever-increasing kingdom, so we have that ever-increasing life because we can ever increase in Him. Amen? We can ever increase in Him. Our life does not have to be... Uh, established or dictated to by the world or the world system. Amen. Our life is controlled and spoken over by the word of God and people, you know, people, and they still scratch their head. How, how did you do that? And what made you? One, I'm not in that kingdom, so I'm not subject to that trash. And that's the key, the key that you have to, you know, that's like people going to other countries. What do we got? The Russian gal stuck in prison or the, the basketball player stuck in prison. She wasn't in the United States, and they don't care. You're in prison over there. You can't do that. And we need to maintain and stay where we're supposed to be, which is in the kingdom, and live by its rules. You know, its rules will work any place in this world because it's the higher kingdom. Okay? The rules of our kingdom will work any place in this world. Amen? Because it's God's thoughts. And it's what God has for us, and He wants it for the whole world. Yeah. I'm not saying they might not come against you if you're a Christian, but nonetheless, His rules or His laws will work in the entire world just the way they work in the United States and just the way they work in our lives. And that's why it's so important that we keep His thoughts. All right? Yeah. Amen. And basically, those are the same thoughts that our Constitution is based on. They are based on God's thoughts, God's word. That's why this country is where it's at. And that's why this country will still be the beacon in this world. Amen. Amen. God's thoughts are in his word. My thoughts are in me. Take your choice. <laughs> okay. Take your choice. <laughs> If you want to know what I'm thinking, you have to ask me. Then it's your choice to believe it or not. You know, you can believe it or not. My family didn't choose to believe what I told them about Pastor your own shoulder. You know, uh, they got into they got into the computer and were telling her. She, oh, she was mad that day that I left her there. <laughs> they got into the computer and told her, "Oh, you're going to have to have this surgery, this surgery, this surgery." And I got there and. The only thing she needed was some ice cubes to cool off. <laughs> she, was, she was hot. <laughs> but nonetheless, 
our kingdom functions higher than that kingdom. Amen? Amen. We must have God's word for the right thoughts. Okay? And if you haven't figured that out, meditate on that because that is what we do. I think everybody in here knows that. But it's important that we have God's thoughts. Okay? It will rise up on the inside of you if you will. If we take the time and meditate, it's no different than a computer. When you get a new computer, you take it someplace, or if you can do it yourself, you're lucky. But if you take it someplace and let them download everything you want in that thing, it's no different than our spirit and our, our heart that we download everything from the Word of God so that it will function the way you want it to. There's nothing more irritating than a computer or an iPad that won't function the way you want it to. <laughs> Amen. But it's important that we do that. So, Let's look at Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Hallelujah. Boy, this is an eye-opener for some people, isn't it? He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Wow. <clears throat> the first, when we first got into the church and I read that, I'm thinking, boy, I had to meditate on that because, you know, you think you're where you're at and you're as high as you can go. Shoo-hoo, boy, we limit ourselves. It says we need to learn God's thoughts and His ways. No question, they're higher than ours. Amen? If somebody thinks his thoughts are as high as God's, you need to get your head examined, okay? That's all there is to it. If we want to live the higher life, we don't go to Miller. We go to the Word of God. We have to come up with that higher thought. And it's just the thought. Of, it's no different than education. When people talk about higher education, the people are going on to learn more and more about whatever area they're, they're going into, but it's taking them on a higher level, you know, Two plus two is four, but when we get into calculus, it's a whole different level, people. Amen? It's a whole different level, but it's important that as we want to go higher in our life, we need to take on God's Word. And that's why the Holy Spirit is here to give you the revelation. You can read that Word once. You can read it twice. You can read it 150 times. You can read it a million times, and God can still show you something on the million and first time that you read it. Because there is no length, depth, height, or width of His Word and of His kingdom. And that's why it's so important that we stay there so that we can get that higher life and walk in that higher life and walk in that character. Those people didn't know what to think about Jesus when He started speaking. He was so far above them. And He had to sit down and explain it to His disciples, and they had walked with Him. But it's that higher life that He was walking in. It's that life that you do not let, because of your thoughts, you do not let the thoughts of the world come and harass you, drag you down, or hold you back. You just keep on walking in His Word and go where you need to go. Okay? We have to come up to that higher thought, for God's thought in every situation is what we need. Have you all ran into a situation last week, or even this morning maybe, where you needed a thought from God? Sure we have. Sure we have. But it's important that we know 
And that's why we deposit. We download it. We download it. We download it. You go, why do we have to do just keep do just keep doing it, okay? We've tried to give you the answer before. Just keep doing it, okay? And you'll know when you get in that situation, all of a sudden, boop. I was working on a piece of my equipment many years ago, but we'd first start start into the church, and I'm trying to get a part to work, and I'm trying to figure it out myself. And I'm thinking, this is this is crazy. And all of a sudden, just come up inside me, just do this. All I had to do is just drop this cable down, and it fell. It just fell together. And I'm thinking. Phew. That was the Holy Ghost because I would have still been there trying to put it together probably. But, but the, and it's not, it's not stuff that's out in the cosmos. It's stuff right down to earth that you do, uh, whether it's in your work or whether you're doing something at home or whatever with your hands or whatever. He's got the answer for you. He's got that answer for you. So it's important. We can't have a higher standard of living unless we change the way we think. It's our thought life that points us in a certain direction, and God wants us to know his thoughts. So he gave us his word so that we can go in his direction. Amen? Amen. Which is up. We don't want to go in the other direction, okay? We've changed that direction already, but anyhow. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. He says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God who has revealed them through, to us through his spirit, for the spirit teaches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. That pretty much will explain people trying to sit down and read the Word and understand it between their ears. That's not where your understanding needs to be. It needs to be deposited in your spirit. It needs to meditate. It's no different than when you eat food and it goes into your digestive system and it pulls the nutrients out of it. When you deposit the Word of God into your spirit, man, and meditate, that's, that's the digestion, the meditation, the speaking it back to yourself, that's when the life comes out of that, when he gives you that revelation knowledge of that word, and that is the key to walking in this life and walking according to the word of God and stepping up to that higher life. You're not going to be able to comprehend it with your mind. You won't. That's not where it works. You can't think about food and fill your stomach. You've got to put something in it to fill it and to keep your body functioning. Hopefully it's healthy stuff and not Twinkies, because that won't work either, will it? <laughs> Although they do last for centuries, I guess. <laughs> his word is a revelation of his thoughts, okay? The Spirit of God knows God's thoughts, and he is in us to reveal God's thoughts. That's why it's so important that we get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? It's important that you are filled with the Holy Ghost that you can step into that, that he comes and abides. I think Jesus said that me and the Father will come and abide with you. That, I think if you check that all out, it means to come and live inside of us, that he would. 
live inside of us, and he does, so it's important. That's another thing that you got to think about. How can he do that? I don't know, but he said he did, so he must have. His word to us. We can apply faith to his thinking. Okay, God is not a man that he should lie or could lie or would lie. Amen. We are renewing our minds and learning to walk in the truth, and we're taking on God's character and trusting one another. You know, we can trust God. Question is, can God trust us sometimes? <laughs> okay, it, we're co-workers. It tells us that we're co-workers with Him. He can't do it. He can't do it on the earth by Himself because He doesn't have that authority. He gave it to us. So we need to step up, take our authority. And be bold about what we say. We need to speak the Word of God. You need to speak the Word of God to people. When they, I had a gentleman call me after the storm here, and he had some situations, and I, I told him, I said, hey, I said, the only information I can give you is what I know from the Word of God. And if that will help you, I will give it to you. I can't give you anything else about anything else, but I can tell you what the Word of God says about your situation. And... He called me back one time, and I guess things are going good for him. So uh, that's all we can give him to help him. I don't have anything for anybody to help him. Okay? So it's, it's important that we know that. We will not be able to have God's character unless we take on his ways, and we won't be able to take on his ways unless we have his thoughts. Amen? That's pretty much the... The procedure. His thoughts will produce his higher way of living for our life. We want to come up to God's way of thinking so that we can ask according to the way he thinks so that we can have all that he has given us. Amen? It tells us he's given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. And, you know, people think life go day to day to... Uh, I think he's got a little bit more in mind than just that, okay? I think he does, okay? It's not, it's not that you got enough money in the bank to pay your bills and you're healthy. No, it's way, 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 way past that, okay? It's that you are in a position to be an influence to other people in this world. And, you know, if we get to where we're uh, using God's thoughts and using his word just about our self-centered self, then you're very shallow. Sorry. <laughs> That's the way it is. <laughs> Amen? So... Let's take a look at John 5, 14. John, I'm sorry, it's 1 John 5, 14. Didn't mean to confuse you back there. 1 John 5, 14. Boy, this clock says it's 11 o'clock already. I must be going long today. He says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God wants us to know his will so that we will have confidence to ask. Amen? I mean, we know that he wants us healed. Does he want you whole? Yeah, he wants you whole. You know, that's like the one leper that he, that he prayed. He, he spoke to the ten lepers. Ten of them walked off, one come back, fell down and worshipped him. That one was made whole. The other might have been healed, but this one had his ears restored and whatever else leprosy had eaten off of him because of the thankfulness. And it's important that we do that, but it's knowing, and we need to know how to ask, okay? 
Amen. Do we walk away from prayer with confidence, knowing that we have been in His presence, asking His will? You know, it's always a good thing before you go into prayer and talk to God, spend some time worshiping, worshiping Him, and, and just spend time with Him. So, you know, it's not like, hey, I need this. Okay. No. You need to go and spend time with Him. You don't do, I hope you don't do that to a friend. If you need something from a friend, at least you spend a little time talking to them right before you borrow what you need. <laughs> uh, uh. When God says something in His Word, He means it. And that is His will, and He's letting you know it. He's letting you know it. 2 Timothy 3.16. Let's take a look at that and see what that says. Uh, we know what that says, don't we? That's about all Scripture. He's given us all Scripture. This is all scriptures given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So he's got us covered there, and that's why he's given us that, okay? So that we can know how to ask. Not only do we know what words to speak, but we need to know what kind of an attitude we have when we go in there. Okay? You ever had somebody come with a bad attitude and ask you for something? It kind of rubs your flesh the wrong way, doesn't it? Okay. But no, it's, it's having the whole, the whole thing put together so that when we go in and talk to him, he knows that we come with one with a pure heart, that we come and talk to him and, uh, and come before him. So we can now think right know right, speak right, and have right. For example, I'm in the middle of a situation and I'm worried and I'm filled with anxiety and that would be Philippians 4, 6, and 7 where it says, let's read it, okay, because that one I don't have in my, I guess they don't even have it in my Rolodex as Pastor Bob would say. <laughs> I know the scripture, but yeah. It says, for it is God who's command." that's not right, is it? Is that the wrong scripture? What is it? Oh, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry, Tim. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It, there you go. That's it. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, okay? So that is, has anybody been a little anxious in the last month? Probably had an opportunity to be anyhow, didn't we? Amen? We did. And that's where we need to, you know, we need to go back to what his thoughts say. He says, be anxious for nothing. I do know what the Holy Ghost told me many, 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 many years ago when we first got going to church. And, and my mom had got killed in a car accident, and it's because she was always in a hurry. And the Holy Ghost told me, there is nothing in this world that you need to hurry over. He says, that is what cost your mom her life, and I'm telling you now, don't. And sometimes I gotta be careful. That does come back up in me many times when you do try and get in a hurry sometimes because it's not going to benefit you. Amen? That's one of the things about the revelation of God that he would speak to me about that situation. 
and it, it's just helped me in many, many things, okay? Okay, that is God's will, and His peace will guard your heart. And that's important that we do that, that we be anxious for nothing. That's just part of the flesh, isn't it? Part of the mind, let your mind run, and not, not taking that Word of God in about that situation. And it's important that we do, that we keep the Word before us. That not only does God walk with us day in, day out, minute by minute, we need to walk in Him the same way so that we can be on, on target with Him. Let's take a look at James 1.21 and we'll wrap it up or get close to wrapping it up. James 1.21. He says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. In humility, a willingness to change and to be teachable. You know, that's hard for the flesh right there. <laughs> okay? That's hard for the flesh. It's hard for your mind if you haven't started renewing your mind. You know, people say, they named you after that street. And they said, what street is that? One way. <laughs> One way. Receive the word implanted, which is able to save our soul, make the soul to prosper. To receive is to partake of and walk in it. The word implanted is to be divinely given. Revelation. By this our soul is restored. You can put that word in, put that word in, but if you don't meditate, think, speak to yourself, always talking to yourself about the word, it's going to take a whole lot longer to get to where you want to be. Get out of living in the past. The word implanted will restore your soul and lead you into the future word. Able means it is full of power to accomplish the restoration of your soul. Believe the truth of the word regarding renewing of the mind. If he says it will renew your mind and restore your soul, it will do that. If we do our part, See, we don't need to worry about God doing His part. We just need to do our part. You know, isn't that what you're? That's what my dad always told me. Don't worry about so and so. You just worry about what Morgan does, and you'll be okay. I don't know that that was scriptural, but it was true. <laughs> Let's finish up Colossians one nine. Colossians one. It says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Increase in his knowledge, be filled with the knowledge of his will, then we will walk pleasing to him. And that is our goal, isn't it? Yes. That is our goal. That we as children would be pleasing to him and that we can bring on what do they say now the heritage of the father which is what he wants us to do amen and it's going to come by our thoughts and our thinking that we think like god the world talks about positive thinking but it doesn't have anything to do with god thinking okay god's thinking so far above positive thinking it's not even funny and that's why it's so important that we take that word and that we meditate on it amen
Our soul's condition will either bind or loose that godly character that God has placed within us. Therefore, it's going to bind or loose the promises and the power of God and His grace. So it's important that we get on the right path. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we thank You, Lord, for Your thought. We thank You for Your Word. And we thank You, Holy Spirit, for the revelation knowledge that You reveal to us in all of these. <clears throat> and Father, I thank You that the, the, the seed that's sown this morning goes deep into Your people, Lord. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you protect it, you put a, a hedge around it, that it comes up when, when the people need it, and that as they meditate on it, we will take on your thoughts, Lord, more and more and more to that higher life that you've given us and called us to. And Lord, we praise you, we thank you, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are on live stream and you were blessed by the Word of God and you would like to give, if you will go to, you should be on there if you're on live stream now, newlifefamilyworship.net, you can go to the, is it a donate button or giving? Donate. It's there. Hit it. and It'll lead you where you need to go. And again, as always, we're believing God with you that your seed that's sown will be multiplied, returned back to you. And we will give you a tax-deductible receipt. And we thank you again for joining us. All the rest of you, tithes and offerings, amen. That is the thoughts that we should be entertaining when the tithes and offerings are taken up, that we, we take what we're doing and we put the word to it. We put the thoughts to it. That, as Brother Copeland said, we tithe the tithe. So you're tithing it with your words. You're tithing your offering with your words. You're speaking what the word says about that so that you can reap what God has for you, that that grace is released so that you can have it. And again, we thank you, Father. We praise you for that. <clears throat>